Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Umbridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy V. Freeman, Jeff Thomas and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week at Terrorhawk, accompanied by what appeared to be recorder music of the type that gets played at medieval banquets when bored drama students drift about dressed as jesters. (laughs) Natasha also used the term simples, which I really, really wish she hadn't. She's covered the tea room in plastic flowers, which she claimed people were taking Insta photos under. Hashtag cheesy, hashtag fake, hashtag naff. It sounds like one of those places where they send you feedback email forms telling you they know how busy you are, but would you mind reviewing them anyway when you haven't even finished the first bite of your beetroot fairy cake? Tony played a hilarious joke about a teapot on Lillian. So that used up a couple of minutes. They're disposing of Peggy's unwanted possessions and Hilda Ogden is one of them. I have a cat very like Hilda Ogden. I keep reading that she isn't spiteful, simply under stress, but it's quite tricky to remember that when she looks you straight in the eye while peeing on your clean laundry. Anyway, Hilda disappeared, first chance she got, which meant Brian was out in the front garden shouting for pussy, not for the first time. (laughs) He spent the week trailing round the village with a furious Hilda and a cat carrier while he attempted to fob her off onto everyone who didn't see him coming. It was starting to annoy me that he just kept trying the women, but then it is Brian, I suppose. (laughs) Then I felt sorry for him when Hilda suddenly became a metaphor for the loss of Jenny (laughs) and Brian's feeling of displacement. So he went home with his feeling of displacement screaming at him from inside a basket. Ed lost two of his ram lambs, which then made me feel guilty at shouting a ding dong every time Clary or Ed said it. This threw him in a depression, understandably, and led him to perceive his putative tree surgery as saving him from economic collapse, despite also acknowledging the fact that he couldn't afford to do the training to set it up. I have huge sympathy with it, but he doesn't often get himself tangled up in his own thought processes. Also, Alistair, I know you're all giddy and loved up, but do try not to sound quite so cheerful when you're telling a customer two of his lambs have died. <laughs> Clary and Eddie attempted to help by stumbling round fields in the dark covered in mud. I'm not entirely sure what they were trying to do, but it culminated in Clary insisting on taking over and doing everything as usual. So in a week's time, she'll have a meltdown about the fact that she does everything. However, her awkward chat with Helen did reveal one thing that I was very excited about. The bloody dairy window had a point. (laughs) Helen spotted Eddie and Clary through it. I squeaked with excitement. I mean, whether that was worth 15 grand of Bridge Farm money and a month of discussions that we all had to listen to, plus the anticlimax of Rob not being shot through it by Calamity Pat and her rook gun is debatable. But still, I'm glad it got a look in or through. Apparently, 
Brad looks so smart in his little bellboy uniform at Gay Grables. I like to think of Gay Grables now as some sort of art deco Manhattan hotel in a black and white yeah. film. Hapless bellboy Brad with his cap on wonky jamming trolleys of suitcases <laughs> in the lift. He thinks he looks so special he's irresistible and Lily is trying to get into his little brushed velvet breeches. The trouble is that when you're all giddy in a new relationship like Brad is, you start to believe your own publicity and think you genuinely are the sexiest person on God's earth. Ardil handled it with all the insouciance of a man who's going off on a nice long trip and doesn't give a shiny shit what happens so we can cheerfully expect a week of Brad running around the hotel trying to avoid getting trapped in a lift with Lily like something in a Whitehall farce rather than grabbing a sawn-off shotgun Mia laughed heartily when he shamefacedly confided in her which didn't seem to knock his confidence in the slightest which means he's a very unusual young man indeed Back at Terra Hawk later in the week, the cosy familiar vibe has changed, as a customer pointed out. Yes, it's now a chilly remote vibe instead, <laughs> rather like an operating theatre with bloody awful music. Cunning Rebecca Price managed to get Emma and Fallon trapped like a pair of Bambies in headlights <laughs> in her efforts to get a huge scoop, namely customers don't like terrible music. Oh, it's hardly deep throat, is it? The only person who could out Rebecca Price in brisk bitchiness was Natasha, who happily was the person she was there to see. They were both wearing the same shoes, I noticed, and <laughs> clopped about Terra Hawk, while Natasha reminded Ms. Price that she was being paid to write nice things as advertorial, and that in future, could she not terrify Natasha's gimps behind the counter? <laughs> FYI, I've done that job, writing advertorial, and you don't go out and see the place, you just get sent a press release and make it up from that, conscious the whole time of your soul and your ethics leaking out of your boots. Fallon and Emma were very big and brave behind the counter, saying, yeah, the music's rubbish and Natasha and Tom keep like nicking cakes and not paying and we're not having it anymore, and then dissolving into mush every time Natasha's gimlet eyes swivelled in their direction. Yes, Natasha, sorry, Natasha, thank you very much, Natasha. Anyway, the upshot was that Natasha showed self-awareness, which startled Fallon into being appreciative. So annoyingly, things might now go quite well at Terra Hawk. If I am any judge of a character, and I'm clearly not, give it a year and Natasha will have Tom down for a two-hour nap every afternoon and strapped into a buggy the rest of the time and Pat and Tony will be bickering in the laurels, while Natasha's aspirational empire of the Instagrammable style over substance will be opening branches across the Midlands. <laughs> the end. Natasha is... Terrific and terrifying. She really isn't she? Is. <laughs> You're never she quite sure where, which way she's going to go. No, but you can't really also, predict how she's going to react to things. I can't work out because when she is nice, she's very, very nice and genuine. And when she is bad, she is horrid. When she is bad, she is horrid. But and the two don't really. You can't have someone who is genuinely good and genuinely bad. Not really. So not to the I, extremes that she is. No, I guess. No, no, like so Eve the trouble is that so when she is being good and nice like with Fallon and going Rebecca, yeah. I will look out for when she was sort of but even though she was protecting her staff, yeah. even the way she says, I can speak to my staff, it, it yeah. just I can't help but hear her be patronizing. Well, when you have someone like that, I think, it's like when you know somebody who's bitchy. Yeah. It's kind of good because they're telling you all the bitchy, but you know that when you're not there, they're yeah. telling someone else that about you. So you can't ever properly relax with them. No. Well, I, but no. So you're kind of like, 
it's like being quite close to a tiger or something. You're yes. like, well, this is all going well as long as I don't make any sudden moves, but I'm not quite sure when she's going to suddenly sort of start lashing at me. Yes, it's like it's like working with people who are, you like and are really nice to you, but they are super intimidating. So you you're just ever so aware of what you know. You're still you're, mm. you're you are on edge the mm. whole time because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, or you don't. You you that's the thing you can't connect with them ever. Yeah, not properly. Yeah, and it's the same with I don't know, like Fallon lost a bit of status didn't she even though yes. Natasha was basically saying no we're on the same level and you know yeah. you're my hero and all that but I was just thinking no Fallon sort of seems diminished yes in a way I know that made, exactly <clears throat> that really made me feel uncomfortable yeah and then Natasha was like you know I had to work really hard before I had my yeah. own business or she said something that I thought was really insensitive yeah. actually because... which which you had and now you've lost yes, obviously because exactly. I've taken it over yeah but and then that business about the, take it that the, way. when are you going to have children you don't say that to somebody no but I think it, she was I think uh Natasha was I th- I think the point of that was to go look isn't Natasha sort of um modern and un because she was sort of going is it okay that I ask you and mm. yeah it doesn't bother me it she would she so she had the right attitude didn't she mm. but and she was also going but well, I'm not afraid to ask I don't want to I'm not treading on tiptoes but at the same time it's a clumsy thing to do because yeah. what if what if yeah. Fallon and Harrison had been struggling yeah. for years to yeah. have a baby and yeah. then she goes, when are you having a family? Yeah. But but then on the other hand, she's going, oh, no, you know, of course, you're sent, I don't know. She's She is conflicting, isn't she? Yeah, so many she really ways. is. But whatever she says and whatever she does, she's, <laughs> there is no way she thinks that she isn't better than everybody else in Ambridge. Well, that's the thing. However, however good she is to her staff, and but, but, but we know that everything she does is for the good of herself ultimately yeah. isn't yeah. it she's she is she is um self or, well maybe not self obsessed but but mm. self minded or there is nobody in ambridge that she thinks of as an equal or better no that's very true she, especially everybody, not tom she oh god <laughs> Well, he's staff, isn't he? You know, it's just... <laughs> Even the children are sort of just... Yeah. Annoying oh, God, accessories to her again? life. Yeah. 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 I just... Ideally, they'd be asleep 24-7. But, you know, oh, God. She just... I don't know. She's but, like, you know, they're good for the brand, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need them for the photos, because yeah. otherwise we don't look wholesome. And also, I don't want people to think I couldn't, <laughs> so I did, you know. <laughs> I I need to look fertile yeah. because of the amount of vegetables we sell. It's just really grim. Who have you had a delivery? I have. Talking of vegetables, thanks. Yeah. No, I meant the tomato juice. <laughs> Roof, what? Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, finished it. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Ruth bought me a Virgin Mary. Virgin Bloody Mary. Oh, nice. But we've run out of celery, so Ah. there's no garnish. Hmm. But, you know, (laughs) I'm not complaining. (laughs) Tom, there's no celery in this. Um, Hang on one minute. (laughs) But when I said talking of vegetables, it 
it sounded like yes because re- yeah yeah anyway so he gave me a funny look but um like that yeah. mrs thatcher <laughs> spitting image joke oh yeah <laughs> what about the vegetables no they'll have the same yeah um why didn't tony and lillian after that weird hilarious joke give the teapot to fallon because that is the sort of basically yes. fallon is trying to make it i mean the music when oh, fallon was like dear. honestly they they really love our music because it's really unintrusive and it just sits in the background mm. it's like but it was it was it was it's andrew's sisters on a loop wasn't yeah. it and uh and the, the ink and nothing else mm. yes exactly mm. exactly so mm. Of course, it's delightful, but I'm not sure you want to listen to that at 9am no. when you're having your first coffee of the day. No. I think I'm I'd more... still rather listen to that than, than, than the record. I, 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 I actually quite liked it. Oh, I thought God. it was all right. This is just a different type of mood. <laughs> or just have a Spotify playlist. Or just have nothing. Or the radio. I love this. I love a cafe oh, where they've got the radio on. I hate that. Do you? I hate it. Oh, I don't mind it. Why? Why do you hate it? Well, I once had to go to an Italian restaurant and uh, at my dinner whilst listening to the road traffic report on Capital <laughs> FM, full blast being played out through the speakers. <laughs> That's weird. No one seemed to think it was odd. Listening to traffic piling up on the M3, you know. What? I think that's why I like it because it's quite old-fashioned, isn't it? And oh, I and, hate um, it. Down to earth. Oh, how funny! I hate it. It's Bobby from Radio Two, uh, mm. the bridge on the M. Spike Milligan used to 20. take a screwdriver everywhere with him, and if he got in a lift and it had music playing, he'd while the lift while he was in the lift, he'd unscrew it. <laughs> I don't mind all that sort of, you know, I don't know. I think it depends on the time of day. It's like my, my, my daughter did a class assembly this morning, which is basically a show. But because it was about the Egyptians, the teacher, while everyone was coming in, which took a long time, she was playing, um, for some reason, it was the, one of the songs from, soundtrack from Gladiator. Even though it was Egyptian, right. but anyway, but but it was it was also the equivalent of spa music, right? And you could see these kids that were supposed to, in a minute, do this um, full blown performance for the parents. They were nodding off. Yeah, they were so <laughs> relaxed that there's no way they were going to get up and do their lines. And I was thinking, they're all I'm not slumped sure. against each other, like little bookends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that is just totally the wrong music choice? I think nine a.m. You need something. Right, you know, breakfast show-ish. Yeah. So a bit uplifting. And then you bring it down for that post-lunch slump. And then mm. you bring it up again. Mm. Or you don't have it at all. No. That's also Or you do a questionnaire on a tablet and just God. ask for suggestions. I know what my suggestion would be, <laughs> but I doubt there's a button for it on the tablet. <laughs> I think... Um... Rebecca... <laughs> Miss Price. Oh, she was, she was, Natasha was priceless. Yeah, she went, she went full on Dylan Thomas and that was like under Milkwood. Rebecca. (laughs) Rebecca was completely (laughs) quashed, wasn't she? Oh, yes, Miss Natasha. But it was so stupid though. Oh, it was stupid. What the story? I mean, the idea that you were going to get a story about people (laughs) saying, Oh, we don't really like the new music. Oh, yeah. Who cares? You know. Or being a little bit oh. horrible about their boss. Yeah. 
but oh, it was all it was all it, it was, was Naila like, Ahmed as well this week, and she's normally I think she just got dumped with some <laughs> really shit. You can well, imagine if you're her, presented with her, with, with her um, head in her hands, going right, what? <laughs> okay, so there's on. a cat, and oh. the storyline is a questionnaire about the music yeah. being played in the cat. Okay, yeah, sure, I can work with that. Sure. Sure. Well, there were quite a few. There were there was there were a few slightly unbelievable little vignettes, wasn't it? Like yes. the one with um, the journalist, and then the, the the weird teapot. It was almost like a bit of filler again, wasn't it? And then Hamza, what's his name, suddenly appearing. Oh, I last... was so happy. I mean, he's I a very nice man. I love... No, he no no. He's more than nice, Lucy. Is he? He is a god. Is he? Oh, did you did you watch it on Strictly? Oh no! No, he was he was the slightly portly gentleman, was he? (laughs) He was the slightly. He is the slightly portly gentleman, but with long hair. But he's very good, and he's on country file. Well, I knew him from CBeebies because he was um, Ranger Hamza, and he would do programs where he took kids out for walks. I didn't realize that he's a um, incredibly talented filmmaker and you know nature person. But anyway, but but so when he came on Strictly, I was like, oh, it's the guy off CBeebies. Um, but when he dances, it's like watching, it's just, it, there's something magic in his bones and he dances so beautifully. So, really? so he was, I promise you, you should, you should look up his, especially his later dances. He, every time he danced, it was, there was just joy in the air. So he was brilliant. Did he win and, then? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, okay. Because yeah. because he's absolutely fantastic. Oh, and then um, I'm pretty sure he won. Yeah, I'm almost definite he won. But uh, this was a couple of years ago now. But 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 also he's a really really lovely person. When oh. you hear him in interviews and when yeah. you saw him in the VTs, he's just a really clearly a genuinely caring, kind, compassionate, gentle man. Hmm. And yeah, I really fell in love with him. Aww. So the fact that he gave me a message, although it's also a bit weird because I was like, he's not the sort of person that would go on Cameo. No. And and, <laughs> and it felt like Brad had just bought that for twelve yeah. ninety nine on yeah. Cameo, yeah. didn't it? And yeah. <laughs> I, I, he's not the sort of person to no, devalue uh, yeah. his brand in that because way. Because normally when it's something like that, we have it trailed for weeks beforehand and it's a surprise and... <gasps> You're not going to get, you know. And it, this is just like, oh, yeah, I got you this. Press his play. It's and that's up. it. I mean, probably would have been more jaw-dropping if it had been Greta. Yes. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. It would have been a bit more exciting, wouldn't it? But I'd be delighted to have a birthday can I, message Can I Hamza. just ask you a question? Right. As oh, yeah. a, as a sure. married lady. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, where do babies come from? No, that's another question. Um, where... <laughs> I, um, if if uh if you'd said to to Rufus. your other half to Rufus yes. if you'd said I'm really worried that this somebody at work fancies me <laughs> and he'd roared with laughter would you oh have God. then kicked oh. him smartly in the nuts yes, because I, I think I would. would have done I would have said fine I'm going off with them then fine yeah. well a I wouldn't say anything because it's nice to have a little secret <laughs> to yourself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> B, I, you don't have to say anything because clearly nothing's ever going to happen. And C, if I did say that, I'd want him to be 
furious with jealousy. Yes. And, and, and say... And, 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 <laughs> Greenwich or, Common at Dawn or something. Not or just least, go, ha, ha, ha. Oh, no, I think you're attractive. But obviously no one else does. Bloody hell. At the very least go, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, to be just laughed at. Yeah. And Brad just, Brad was, I don't know. It's mm. Yeah, poor old Brad. But also. It, I'd laugh if, if she really did fancy him and they ended up. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Server, right? I'd have been. It felt really humiliated if I was Brad as well, wouldn't yeah. you? If, yeah. Because you'd go, oh, not only did I... I mean, he told... Well, again, that wasn't very believable, was he, that he came out with it to Ardell? No. I, I, I felt like Brad is... Sometimes they mistake Brad's sweetness for not having... I don't know, maybe he, he is a bit dippy, isn't he? But he's also fiercely intelligent, so... I think a lot of characters got got sort of devalued a bit this week. Made to look a bit stupid. Yeah, just just for the sake of the gag or just for the sake of the the uh storyline. Yeah. Line. Yeah. You there know, were, when were a, and they it, it it wasn't believable. I mean, it would have actually been I think if they were going to play that storyline it would have, we needed to hear more of Lily because we only really had that one yeah. scene where she was going, oh, why don't but you come be, in my car with be, me? To be fair, though, I mean, she was basically, she'd taken her <laughs> bra off and was whirling it around her head. So, you know. <laughs> to, to be fair, you did a whole monologue about it last week saying how <laughs> there's no way Brad would, yeah, Brad was running scared. But maybe we could have had a little bit more like well, there could have been another like, exchange between them where he yeah. misinterpreted something or whatever. But it all felt a bit... I mean, I know it had to contrast with the flipping Thomas Hardy gloom of the Grundies. Oh, Lucy. That is, I have to say, tonight, <sighs> tonight's episode, having Hamza in it was like a pure joy also because, because it contrasted... Mm. Because actually, I thought also, apart from the whole Lily thing, whenever Mia, when Mia was giggling when they were giggling together I just thought they are you they really sounded like they were so in love with each other apart yeah. from Mia basically saying you're not fit enough for anyone else yeah. to fancy but <laughs> aside from that she kept like bits giggling. of your face are nice <laughs> but she really like I, I found them really really charming tonight their their loved upness and it, you know when you're oh, it's lovely isn't it when you've got a new boyfriend or girlfriend and you're so excited about buying them a present yeah and yeah you cannot wait to give yeah. it to them and I oh all of that just do you want it now do you want it now go on open it <laughs> go on no yeah, and, yeah. no okay then wait no 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 now though now like, yeah, you can I'll get another one it's fine I'll get another one for the actual day just open this one now yeah. <laughs> this is so <laughs> gorgeous I loved I loved that and then I loved Hamza but it was such a joyful contrast to the mm. heartbreak of clary and i really liked helen tonight because she was she wasn't um she was just sort of so true to her own she was quietly assertive and she didn't make yeah. it into a drama no, and she didn't exactly she didn't feel that he'd run off and tell her mum, which is no. a pleasant change and she was so and she just handled it and she was genuine and yeah, yeah. because you know her love for clary came through yeah. didn't it but yeah and you know, and she was like, "Of course, you should have come to me." And when she, oh, I just, I just, yeah, I, I, I thought actually tonight was a really good episode. But she, Helen's was dead right though. I mean, it, you yeah. can't. No, 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 no. She couldn't have gone back. No way. No, to, no, no, no. And obviously, Clary knew that. But, but that's the thing, isn't it? Clary knew 
that she would get a no, mm. but she, Clary will do anything mm. for the boys, won't mm. she, and for her family. Mm. And, oh, she, Clary's so strong, isn't she? Yeah. And, like, actually, I think you only become that brave and strong and ruthless probably when when you have no other you don't have a choice mm. it's when life and when death isn't cornered. it that sort of yeah thing. yeah well it's Can like just... emma when she i mean it's a it's a silly example but when she went around the village asking for money because she thought that they yeah would get, you know and to just not throw your dignity to the wind uh, no, but, but to in just a way, yeah. kind you of go leave... no do you know this is not a time for 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 me appearances or anything else no. I need this and I'm going to try and try my best and it's a it's a long shot and it probably won't work and it didn't but I'm going to try it yeah and and actually how many of us can say that we've really mm. done you know really stepped out of our comfort zone to try and mm. get something that we needed for somebody else yeah. it's really amazing actually yeah. I thought Clary and Eddie and even Eddie sounded just so defeated tonight as well yeah. didn't he but, but how many times have we heard her say that though well, I mean, I I've, know, I know. The point is that yeah, that that, yeah. that we have heard it before, and she, in fact, said, "You always say that, Eddie." But then she always says, "No, this time I think it really is over." <laughs> you know, so he could just as easily have said to her, "Well, how many times have you said that then?" And you know, but, but I think there was something. But I suppose it's one of those weeks for them where, like, it's ever everything. It's like, it's like one thing after the mm. other. You know, the rain. And the yeah. rain had to come during the time when they didn't have the dry land. And then the rams dying. I found yeah. that really moving, actually. All of yeah. that. like Because obviously that's Apart normal, from Alistair isn't it? being unnecessarily breezy about <laughs> oh, it Oh, another one's died. I'm a vet. <laughs> How many is that get now? emotionally involved. <laughs> I know, because that's... Oh, yeah, that sorry is... about the dead animals. I... Anyway, bye. I wonder how many lambs... Is it like one in four or five lambs are not born alive? I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I mean... Texels are... Here we go, Lucy. Yes, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Come on, Lucy. How many do you... Oh, three. In your experience of lambing. I have had a bit of experience of lambing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. But but, do you know what you you probably do know, I think most people know, about when you skin the dead lamb? No, I don't know. I don't know anything. If a ewe loses a lamb... Right. It dies... And she's what? only got one, then you skin it. You take its skin off. Hang on, hang on, stop. So if if the if the say sheep... the, the the sheep has two lambs, right? Yeah, and one of the lambs dies. Right. Okay. When you... it's been delivered. Yes, you take the skin yeah. off that lamb. Oh. You put that skin on another, an orphan lamb. Oh. Introduce oh. it to the mother, and it smells oh. like her lamb. Oh. And then she takes it on. If she decides she doesn't like it. She'll kick it and sometimes kill it. Oh, because then it's a it's a threat to her own lamb, and right. and uh, it's trying to feed from her and everything. So she'll God, really that's a yeah. lottery, isn't it? Which you yeah. do you give it to? Who is going to be the nicest mum? <laughs> that's hard. Well, you oh. give it to the you that's own, that's lost the lamb. Oh yes, no, but what's that? Why why are you giving it another lamb? Hasn't that other lamb got its own mum? Well, oh God. This started off so simple. <laughs> okay, okay, simples. Okay, hang on. Okay, the mum had a, two lambs. Mm-hmm. One of the lambs died. Mm-hmm. So you take that skin of that mm-hmm. lamb and mm-hmm. put it on another lamb. An orphan lamb. And 
that oh, doesn't an have a mother. Orphan lamb. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. you did say that, and I it didn't go in. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and you give that. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I get you. I get yeah. you. I get you. Yeah. yeah. So it is, and it is, it is really hard. And I, there used to be like a, a kind of a corner where the dead lambs would go, and they'd oh. just be sort of piled up and oh, all these God. little hooves little tiny hooves oh it was always God. the hooves that got me weirdly oh because they've got gorgeous little i mean they are so black, pretty aren't know, they lamb lammykins yeah they They're are gorgeous. so they pretty. even smell nice oh lucy why don't you get some <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> last thing i know, i can't even control the cat last thing i need is a flock of sheep no you were gonna there. get pigs weren't you that was when That's... i was going to be living i'm in the middle of a village now you don't make oh. yourself terribly popular by having oh. pigs. There's actually two pigs, can you believe this, that live very near me. I in, can believe it, sadly. In White City. Did some dickhead buy them thinking they were told they were micro pigs? Well, What they actually meant was that they were just small <laughs> because they were piglets and now they're the size of a well, fridge. Maybe, but they're two enormous pigs. But he, he takes them for walks every so often. So occasionally mm. you just see them walking down there. But they've been here for years. I oh, think okay. they are genuine... I don't know if they're sort of working pigs. What do pigs do? <laughs> don't know. What IT do they do? something. What's they're in their, cyber. What's their role? <laughs> something in sales. Re- retrained to cyber. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing? Oh, it was another stupid government scheme. <laughs> what was it when then everyone had to retrain? She yeah. She's oh, bored with her job, but ne- this time next year she's retrained in cyber. Oh, cyber. Um. Anyway, so. Good. Well, that's good that we've cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we cleared oh, up, we God. cleared it up. Oh, well, God. I felt I, I actually yes found that all really sad, but I think this will probably be the lowest of the low, and then something good will happen because we can't be um, a clarion. This is it's been it's been such a rough few weeks, hasn't it, for them? Mm. It's not going to last this sadness, I don't think. Mm, I think we're we're moving towards a big shift. Um, yeah, in a good, but in a positive way. I don't know. I think so. Sure. I think it will be something like uh, Clary and Ed going into this arms house thing. Clary and um, and Eddie. Oh yeah, and then and Ed and, and then they'll give up the farm completely. Yeah, but, 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 I don't know. I think because I think the the Ed and Emma tree surgery stuff is is I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And because I think because obviously Emma and Ed can well, however they they're going to have to get the money somehow, aren't they? Then that so who's going to die and leave them some money? Yeah. Or is it something to do with Gay Grables mm. and? I don't know. I feel like there is. I think there's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be a seismic Grundy shift. I think. Mm. Mm. But I think it might be for the best. Mm. Or that Oliver just invites um, Eddie and Clary to live in Greg Abel's with him, (laughs) like they did before. Yes. Look how well (laughs) that went. Um, Did sound nice though. I thought, didn't it? mm, I'd love to live in a hotel. Oh well, I just like to. It sounded like there's a good spa. Mm. I wouldn't have had a hot chocolate after my massage. No, it's all t- too heavy and sticky. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, you're feeling feet. all temperly then, aren't you? Yeah. So you want you to go, and then you go home and have something. a, you think it's fine, I'll just live on juice for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then by half past seven, hot you're eating fish and, and chips or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, mm. 
Yeah, I, I thought that was a strange choice of drink. <laughs> Alav. That's rough. <laughs> and, uh, madam, uh, can I get you a refreshing tisane? No, I'll have a glass oh, of coke oh. and a pasty. Thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, you're not allowed to eat pasties in the... Um, the relaxing recuperation room. <laughs> My name is Rebecca, by the way. Can I help you? <laughs> Why do you think Akram, Azra's husband, is in Pakistan? Because he's looking after the farm. Oh, apparently, everybody oh. said... When I say everybody, I mean one so person. So he lives on that farm? Yes, I think so. Uh, and that's the grandma's farm? Mm. Right, okay. I, every, I was just about to say, everybody thinks, and it was actually one person on Twitter and me, yeah. who I, and I thought, that was a good thing to say, I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They said, oh, he'll get there, Ardil will get there, as a surprise, and because and, and, it's a big surprise. Yeah. And, and he'll discover that he's living with someone else or something. <gasps> and Ardil will have to come back and break it to his sister, <laughs> who, and, and, then, and then she'll be a single woman in Ambridge. And Ardil oh. will stay with her to look after her. Yeah, but why would they bother doing all of that if they could have actually just brought her in as a single mum? That's quite complicated. Oh, that's true. They could have just, because she's only been in it a few weeks, they mm. could have just brought her. I always just assumed she was, because she didn't, I don't think she yeah. mentioned him before. No. Anyway, mm. it's quite interesting, because I assume Ardil is coming back. Mm. So maybe Akram comes with him, or... Anyway, I really like Azra. She's really normal. Yes, she is. She is. So she, well, she won't stay like that for stay. long, will she? Because they all start out normal and then Ambridge but works Ar- its magic on them and then their basket cases within about two even weeks. Though, but even though Ardell is supposed to be all relaxed now, everything's finished, I actually thought he sounded more highly strung than he's ever sounded before, <laughs> if that's possible. He could barely speak. He was so wound up, was he? That's because he's trying to pack and people keep turning around after him. (laughs) It made me laugh when he said... You know, teenagers confiding in him that he's not, you know, he doesn't know, he's not expecting. He's like, what the hell do you want me to do about it for crying out loud? (laughs) He did very well to keep a straight face, actually. He was very sweet to Brad. But it was also like... So you think I should tell her? Oh, yeah, because I don't care. I'm not here. (laughs) Do you like? I literally only met you yesterday. Uh, Actually forgotten your name. What is it? Bird or I'm not responsible for your wage packet. Can you go and see? uh... Don't care. Um, Another very pressing concern of mine Mm. is where is the pizza van? Oh, yes. I'll go and see Ian. Yeah, they were going to get pizza from the van. Yeah. Is it like every night is it parked is it, in his driveway in, doing pizzas? It's in his sitting room. <laughs> but I think he just opens his window, doesn't he? <laughs> just hands out. Or Joe. maybe the van is just parked outside the sitting room and Ian sits in there, but he can still see Netflix from Adam's watching it inside. And But... but uh, did was did that did that um surprise you of course it's not a surprise because it's it's an ongoing business but i just it wondered... did surprise me because i'd forgotten about it and i, I... associate it with summer and festivals and things yes, ex- exactly. and him not doing it in the winter yeah we have exactly a we have a fish and chip van here oh you lucky thing mm. like the old days yes oh does it come on fridays yes oh yeah where is it parks in the castle car park oh. and then where does it go then uh, it, no, it, it, does he it has, do like the villages? Yes, so but on different nights. So he does one village per oh, night. Oh, wow, you lucky thing. <laughs> nice fish and chips? Yes, very actually. Oh, great. I've only had them 
twice, I think, since oh, I've been here. Oh, lovely. Nice. That's mm. so nice. No, it's... Yeah. Mm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is from Janine. This email. She says, "Was I the only one who thought when Fallon and Emma mentioned that they couldn't wait for the meeting with Natasha and Tom, my ears pricked up, listened eagerly to the cutlery napkins, the plastic wisteria, the useless salt and pepper pots, the smurf music in the background. My nose was twitching with anticipation. Then the tab." Did I miss the bit where they challenged them about helping themselves to freebies all the time? Mm. Well, they had the wind taken out of themselves because she said at the end, oh, yes, I will. How much did she put in? Yes. No, she said, let me know how how much we owe, didn't she? No, didn't she just say, oh, and I've put some money in the till for all those teas and coffees we've been taking? Oh, did she? Oh, I thought she... Yeah, she didn't say... Oh, she probably only put like two quid in there. Exactly. (laughs) Knowing Natasha, cheeky little bee. Sorry. Yes. Um, now, this is from Richard Keeling, who is also anticipating a seismic shift, but mm-hmm. not a Grundy seismic shift. All right. He says, are we heading for another flood storyline? It seems in every episode there's a reference to rain. On Sunday's episode, Emma mentioned it to Fallon. After the dance class last week, Paul and Natasha spoke about it and Brad decided to bike in the rain rather than risk a car ride with Lily. I feel we're due a big storyline. We've had Alice's alcoholism, but we've not really had a big storyline that shook the whole village since the explosion at Gay Grables. Yes, there was a modern slavery storyline, but COVID sort of stopped that being as big as I think it could have been. Cough, cough, Vince is the grey man. Cough, cough. Let it go, Richard. (laughs) If we aren't getting a flood, why on earth are we getting weather talk all of a sudden? Richard... If the fashion show isn't a big enough story for you, I don't know <laughs> what is. Um, I I don't know because they've had a flood. <laughs> and obviously in it Done being it. Great Britain, Tick. there is lots of flooding, especially, well, it would be a very contemporary storyline, wouldn't it? it I would. thought actually they've been quite accurate on weather recently. I think yes. I've been sort of clocking but the thing, this yes. since 
Christmas, they've almost got it right. But it's winter in Britain. Of course, it's going to be shit. Yeah, What's, you know. true that. It's either yeah. raining or cold. Yeah, exactly. You've got two options. It's like when we're all huddled around the fire in August and David's <laughs> going, woof, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to get out of this that sun. And we're like, wave. oh, shut oh. up. <laughs> it's like the 1970s again, this heat wave. Um, could Well, I don't know. I think the flooding was... I I I did I didn't I just assumed it was for the Texel problem, mm. but maybe. Mm. No, I know what he means. It has been went, mentioned a lot, but I don't know whether that's just. Yeah, it has been. Because, yeah, they, they yeah because nobody's talked about their fields flooding apart from the Grundies, so that's just a Grundy storyline, isn't it? Yeah, and also what big. I mean, but then we haven't actually heard any any farming stuff recently. We haven't no. been to Brookfield for ages. That's good, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. That we all tune in for the farming stuff. No, we had lambing, Lucy. It's lambing. Yes, 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 we had. Um, we haven't heard lambing from Brookfield though. No. Oh come on! No. Oh, that's it. Oh, we actually haven't heard Ruth. Doing farming noises. No, not for, for a long time. Way too long. Come on. But she tends to enjoy doing that when the cows go out to grass in sort okay, of okay. April and then she does a sort of a okay, nice, great, you, hear, you hear a kind of a slapped ass noise, don't you? And then she says, go on. on. Then, go on, girl. Oh, that's it. Hopefully they've booked her in for some recording sessions in April then. Early March to late March. Oh my. <coughs> they could probably just use her old ones. Yeah, they? just recycle. Yeah, sustainable. <laughs> we'll just hear her in the background. <laughs> there she goes. Do you think when she's on her own, she just goes go on because she gets like it's like she can't help on. it. Especially like when she's waiting for toast or yeah. something. Come on, that's it. Oh, nearly done. Having oh. sex with David. <laughs> oh no! Stop it! Oh god. <laughs> Well, no, because it, it would just be over too quickly, yeah. wouldn't it? Cool. Oh, yeah. No t- okay. <laughs> Get a cloth, David. Don't just stand there. Um, this is from Sarah Dennison, who says, top tip. Yep. Has anyone else sussed out the trick of skipping the intro music when listening to the arts on the sounds app? As soon as the continuity starts to say the day, as in, you're listening to Wednesday's episode, <laughs> hit forward, skip 20 seconds, and you're right at the beginning of the episode. Oh. Mm. Right, I do skip. I quite often skip, but then I go too far. And then even though I've probably only missed a, a half a second. Hello, Pat. No, I have yeah. to listen to it. I never think I She could have said back. something like, sod off, Pat. Exactly. I never want to miss any words. So I go forward. I've missed like uh, that part of a word. Yeah. So then I go back and then I'm back. And then I've just <laughs> wasted time. So I could have just... Anyway, yeah, so I do do that, but it never works for me. So wh- where's the sweet spot? When do you press She go? says, as soon as he starts to say the day. This is so Wednesday. So as soon as he says, you're listening to Okay, and ben. then you go. Yeah, Okay, okay, I'm going to try. That's a top tip. Thank you. Sarah also says that we are now more exciting than the archers. <laughs> not this week. Not with all that lambing. No. And stuff. Yeah. Thank- thanks, though. <laughs> um, right. Uh, what am I doing? Ah, this is um, uh, Lorna who says mm-hmm. for the first time ever she agreed with Eddie Grundy. Oh, she said, uh, when Eddie said it's often easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. 
Oh, yeah. Is a qu- yeah. an oft-quoted quote attributed to Grace Hopper, a U.S. naval officer. While she certainly wasn't referring to grazing sheep, it is spot-on advice in this situation. But didn't work, did it? Who's, who is Grace Hopper? Uh, she was a U.S. naval officer. Oh, it is a very good phrase. Mm. And we've all done it. Yep. I mean, my kids do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've done it, so can I do it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, thank you. Have you done this? No, I haven't done it. <laughs> but you, you, ha- you obviously have done it. I haven't. I mean... <laughs> You you clear you cleared. I mean, like literally a case in point. Like last weekend, my son was standing at a broken shed window <laughs> with a football, and I went, "Did you just smash that window?" No. <laughs> so, but like two seconds ago, it wasn't smashed. And you're st- there's a ball, and you and the window, and well, I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> so annoying." <laughs> anyway, I like uh, it when they friends. look at you and then go. Um, that thing's broke itself. It's just this kind of all of a sudden, nothing is to do. They have no impact on the world at all. Things just smash and break all around them. Mm, Broke itself. Yes. (sighs) Um, So that is a good phrase. uh, And I I agreed. I I actually think, I blimming well think they should have just put the sheep in there. In a way, it's a shame mm, that Emma did ask permission. No, but then they could have been sued for trespass though if... It could have... I would have just said I could. I can't read. Yeah, <laughs> Texas. What is Texas? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Texels. I thought it said. So we put some in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they should have just done it. This is from Basil Clement, and it is heralded. Uh, heralded. It is headed that Harridan. So guess who he's referring to? Harrison. A. Eh? What Harridan? Huh? <laughs> what? Do you know what a Harridan is? No. It's a, a bossy, screechy, awful woman. Rude. Who's he talking about? <laughs> Natasha. Oh, right. Good. Not your me. Am I the only I person, know. he says. I don't know what Harridan is. I didn't know that. Oh. But it sounded a bit like Harriet and Harrison. Yes. You, th- you thought he'd shipped my, you. My alarm bells mm. started ringing. Am I, am I the only person, he says, who is put on edge whenever Mrs. Thomas Archer appears? I know that I should use her proper name, but if I don't, she seems, at least in my head, less of a problem. True, she backed her staff against the emissary from Borchester's very own scandal sheet and has graciously conceded that the music idea was a bad one, but she always seems only a moment away from some crass intervention, an abominable idea, or causing 35 credit cards and 11 overdrafts to simultaneously reach their limits. It is most unsettling. And has, quite frankly, caused me to postpone the attempt to persuade my lady to take up the habit of eavesdropping on the good people of Ambridge. If you're waiting for Natasha to go, Basil, you're going to have a long wait. <laughs> on a completely separate note, I do hope that Brian and Hilda form a strong bond. There are too few cat-related storylines in the Archers. It's, it's a, a beautiful thing that they've brought Brian and Hilda together. <laughs> and an even more beautiful thing that Brian tried to fob her off on Susan. <laughs> Susan, with no flies on Susan, as I said, she knew she knew from the minute she opened, oh, I see you bought that rat. No, but he'll be very happy here, Susan, with all your dairy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're mostly dairy intolerant. See? See, you already know so much more than me about cats. It was brilliant, that was. I think Hilda yes. is going to end up mellowing and being mm. Brian's adorable, lovely cat. But hopefully 
uh, after we hear she'll start wearing Hilda will start wearing loafers and he'll say she's the reincarnation (laughs) of Jenny but also Kate absolutely hates Hilda doesn't she they never got on so that's going to be quite funny but can you do you think Hilda start meowing going Ron (laughs) (laughs) Ron Oh, I really hope she does. Huh? Jenny? Hilda? Jenny? I mean, oh, who are you? Oh, Lucy, that is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) You can write Hilda into the next sketch. (laughs) Well, Horatio messaged me and said, I hope someone's getting um, royalties for playing Hilda, which one of the actors is doing it. You know, they normally have. If there's like a really yeah. incidental character, they normally get one of the. Yeah, I did three hours. I did three hours doing a cat the other day oh, for, God, a, for, really? a, for a show. Yeah, wow. I, was quite, I was quite pleased with my. Um... Oh. That's like terrifying. That. <laughs> uh, can you remember where Hilda came from originally? She, yeah. she was owned by Febreza Felpsham. Oh, of course she was. It's yep. Febreze's yep. fault. So everyone's been tweeting oh, Febreze right. and saying, will you have her back? <laughs> and he's pointed out that next door's cat, Craig Revel Horwood, would fight with her and he doesn't like confrontation, so he's not going to have her. I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah. What, so when he left the salon or did he No, Febreze, to- but I think Febreze split up with his boyfriend and... Uh, Fabrice Felpersham uh, and, and she was like a tug of love cat I think ah right oh my god good memory that's uh. so brilliant ha um, now we have oh you know we were talking about grieving last week yes yes well we have had a very nice email from uh, Jane in Cornwall who said oh she says uh, <laughs> she's she said, the arch has been really good lately, I think. When there's been an irritating bit, I've thought, oh, Harriet will love this. Or Lucy will have something to say about that. So the podcast seems to be accompany me when I listen to the archers. It's quite nice. That um, is nice. You said, is there, is, you said, somebody tell us how we should yes. do it. How is it? Yes. She said, if anyone could do with a touch of help going through grief or helping someone who's bereaved, there's a good book and resources by someone called Megan Devine. She focuses on how to cope with the acute nature of grief or to help someone in a culture that's not geared up for grief. It's one of those resources that you can dip in and out of sometimes and find just the right thing. And there's a Facebook group around it too. So I will, and she sent us a link very kindly. Thank you, thank you, Jane. So Ooh, I will good. tweet it. What, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember because I haven't clicked on the link yet, but I will put it on oh it's okay that you're not okay it's called oh i think i've heard of that Mm. that sounds that sounds excellent yes and very useful um we also had a nice message from um victoria littler about grief and how um how 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 important that converse not our conversation but the conversation around grief is yeah and yeah i think it obviously does clearly of course touches so many people because we all experience it in different ways. Um, Antonia said uh, a friend of hers who's been through it says she doesn't like it when people only get in touch on anniversaries as it's tough every day and not just those dates. Oh, that's interesting. And I think it's always good to give people a chance to talk about their loved one rather than avoid it. Yes. Mm. Yes. David Thomas has sent us a lovely one. David in Wales. Gin David. Yes, Gin David. <laughs> Who said? I really want more of that gin, David. But I will buy it with my own money. <laughs> Where do I buy it from, though? 
I will His ask website. Him. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Um, he said he was listening to to the bit that about Mary's email about bereavement and he had to turn off the motorway for a bit and just sit in the car. Oh, stop. Oh, he my God. He said, I lost my husband very suddenly and completely unexpectedly when I was 38. We'd been together oh for 13 years and it was a total oh shock. God. There were days when he just couldn't get out of bed, he said. Oh, One of the many God. low points was my solicitor commenting quite happily that he'd never done probate on a same-sex will before and that he was looking forward to it. Oh, my, my God. <laughs> See, no matter what, if you ever worry that you've put your foot in it, there is always somebody <laughs> that's done it bigger and more spectacularly There's than you ever can. always somebody like Natasha. Yes. <laughs> I didn't offend you, did I? Anyway, um, he's now happily married again. My husband, Anthony, had also lost his husband before we met. I remember thinking on our first date, how the hell am I going to mention that I'm a widower? When I did summon up the courage, Anthony told me that he was in the same situation. Over the years, our late husbands have become a normal part of our lives now. We mention them all of the time and we feel like we know them both, although, of course, we've never met them. It's lovely and they're part of our now, but not in a morbid or mawkish way. That is lovely. He said, do you want to know why it is so hard for other people to deal with the loss of a partner or husband or wife? Because we are the living embodiment of your worst nightmare. For most (gasps) of us, losing our significant other or a child is the worst thing that you can imagine, especially if it's unexpected and sudden. We make people contemplate and countenance the worst thing that could happen in life. So I would say, yes, mention the person who's lost, not just for anniversaries, but whenever it's relevant. Those we have lost are forever part of our present and always will be. This is going to sound odd, but the bereavement I've experienced was a perverse and horrible gift. Once that's happened to you, what else can life possibly do to you? But we're a living reminder to everyone else about what could happen to them. I remember censoring myself and not talking about the very thing that I wanted to talk about most in the world. One of the things that bereavement does is make you see the people you have around you in a new light. Friends and family who I might have thought of stalwarts in that situation sometimes didn't turn out to be so. Others, unexpectedly, were brilliant. Oh. I think that's a great email. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Thank you, David. Uh, well, Pat Brown's advice uh, comes from her mum's funeral. She said, I wore a black hat with a veil. During the hymn, I watched the sunrise. We were all a bit overcome and I got teary. I forgot I was wearing a veil and it became included with the hanky when I blew my nose. A veil <laughs> with the net holes full of snot is not a good look. <laughs> oh, Pat. They should <laughs> actually, what they should actually do is invent funeral hats. Yes. Which have a sort of pull down a hanky. Yeah. You know, <laughs> little little holes, a bit like a mar- oxygen mask on a plane. <laughs> Like a sort of colander with them hooked up through the hole. You just loop them through the holes. Um, uh, Funerals can be funny. Now, uh, oh, Antonia also said that she thought, she said she wants to join in and cast a vote to predict the Joy Rochelle storyline. I like the story. Someone suggested that Rochelle was forcibly put up for adoption and Joy cannot face reality. Hopefully they will find her and we get a joyful reunion. Ooh, lots of bombshells coming. Pat also says, apart from Snotty Vale, she said uh, that YouTube has some lovely videos of adorable Blake, who plays um, uh, who plays Henry, uh, that he made three years ago. He did several great recordings during lockdown. There's one of him singing Bohemian Rhapsody, but I love his poem about not being able to see wolves during lockdown. <laughs> love the faint trace of a Brummie accent. There's also yes. an interview with him as he's now about playing Henry. Oh, 
interesting. So I will uh, link to those. Yeah, as well. I think he's got a great voice because you don't actually, apart from in the Archers, you don't hear that many West Midlands voices no. on Tallet or the airwaves. No. And no. I love hearing it because Henry's got that, yeah, just ever so slight trace of yeah. a sort of yeah. brummy accent. Yeah. Julie Harvey is our January joiner. So hello, Julie. Thank Julie. you very much for listening. Thank you. JJJ. Uh, and she said she's really enjoying the lovely development of Henry's character via a great young actor. Yeah. And we were talking about uh, Jeff's hands. <laughs> oh, yes, Jeff. Um, <laughs> you slightly pervy then. Uh, Steve, <laughs> well, so did you. <laughs> Steve said... Jeff's hands. <laughs> Uh, Steve has uh, headed his email Jeff's pimpable hands this made me think of Jill Archer you see as well as cold hands warm heart the other piece of hooey wisdom suggests that cold hands means you're good at making pastry well Jill being a baker extraordinaire and one of the most cold hearted self absorbed dragons it has been my misfortune not to meet you can see my existential struggle with this he says Mm. I have cold hands but I'm not a good baker but I do like drawing. Yeah. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it means I hold a pencil without it slipping out of my hands. <laughs> okay. It's because it's frozen to them. Um, Steve also says, how could you mention O Fortuna and not mention Old Spice? If ever there was a man who wore Old Spice, it was Titchy Knob. Ooh, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think. I think probably... Um... Definitely he would have worn aftershave though. Yeah. He would have smelled like, good. Uh, ooh. I, I think maybe something more modern. I think something clinical d- smelling, oh. maybe something. There was a, a fragrance called Fahrenheit years ago that used to smell vaguely medicinal. Ooh. And I sort of wow. imagine that. Yes. I do quite like an aftershave on a man, though. Mm, I do. Yes, it's quite mm. a sort of manly thing in a way, isn't yes. it? I don't know that many men wear aftershave now, do they? I mean, like the the boys I Not know enough sort of, of them. Do. No, they wear like, you know, Le Labo or those ni- nice sort of fragrant yeah. smells that... Gay men always wear. do. Gay men always Yeah, but even nice. straight men I know wear just just very, a very a tiny hint of something mm. that that is, you know, a, that we could all wear, basically. But Jeff got completely obsessed with aftershave in lockdown. Oh, really? And he kept watching, he kept watching um, fragrance TikTok and, um, and <laughs> oh, buying... Right. Is, that, is that like... Um, uh, book talkers yeah and and oh, and right. and uh all these sort of vintage scents and things and then he started buying them and now he's got these cupboards full of the stuff oh my god all these god. really vintage ones and really but nice I, ones but I, jeff probably suits an aftershave mm. whereas not everyone can wear it no i don't wear perfume actually because i it's too i get it's too strong mm. i can i don't like smelling it all the time it's mm. too cloying mm. Well, it so depends just, which one you get, doesn't it? I just smell of natural me, Lucy. <laughs> oh, God. Get a bit closer, have a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, God, I stink. Hmm, <laughs> something to look forward to there. Ah, this is from Kate, who said, your discussion in the last podcast of clammy hands made me think who in Hambridge would have them. Immediate thought, Harry, possibly Justin, <laughs> but not sure Lillian would stand for it. Maybe Harry, Will Grundy, she says. I don't know. I think Will might have dry hands. Mm. Big, dry. With big red sort knuckles. Sort of foresty hands. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And Ed would definitely, now he's going to be a 
Teresa yeah. Jim. Massive hands. Um Oh, talking of Harry, Lucy. Yes, I know. Yes. Well, do you think this is like a sort of, um, should we give a warning? Because I don't know that this might be a bit of um, a spoiler. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. So beep, 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 beep. beep. If you you don't want to hear what's coming up, if you don't want to hear what's coming up, look away now. Yeah, then do a continuity forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go forward. Let's try and do this in 15 seconds. Okay. I went on Instagram and there's Julia Aubrey, who's an excellent actress, is going to be playing Eve Chilcott. Da, da, da. And she's been recording scenes with Harry Chilcott and Alice. Uh-oh. Swingers. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Sorry know. to anyone who I just deafened there, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Oh my god, the levels! Lucy, we're gonna walk and play. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry. Hey, guess what? After four years, we and Lucy are gonna get an engineer to do our levels. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think that's really exciting. Yes, because we all knew something ain't right. Right. So, mm. and and it can't be like it's a. I don't know. Is it that he's You're still over 15 married? seconds now, so you have to stop. Oh, okay, talking. okay, stop. Okay, stop. Write in if you agree. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Write in if you agree with the fact that we've just told you. <laughs> it's a really good fact. In fact, why don't you go back 15 seconds and listen? And have a listen, yeah. But then don't, don't write in and complain. Um, Laurie Dudley says, he says, um, he has replies to make last week's he's being very efficient. Number one, I of course agree with the other Laurie about Tasha, although I did warm to her this week, putting the journalist in her place. Two, I don't think Joy has made up her family. Remember, she was upset when George set fire to the post box as she had sent Rochelle some photos of the grandkids, Harper and Noah, for my fellow anoraks. Three, Febreze turning up in real lives. Last week, I had such an annoying song in my head for days. I was even humming it in the office. Eventually, I placed it. It was the theme to... What the L is happening? <laughs> oh, no. And four, I don't like to pile on taking you to task for your inconsiderate comments, but I have to say you've made some incredibly hurtful comments about an often persecuted group last week. On behalf of sweaty-palmed losers everywhere, for shame, we might have wet oh, hands, no. but we are good people and we have feelings too. <laughs> oh, I feel so awful. We brought it up again. Thank you, sweaty-palmed loser, Laurie. I think sweaty palms means you're working hard. I think it means you're intelligent, don't you? you? Didn't not say saying... that this week. It's last week. It's a bit late now. <laughs> so I'm not saying. Also, I'm not saying Jeff's not intelligent. <laughs> I'm saying, I think it's like your. You must. Your body must be like no. Your brain. <laughs> your. Bro- <laughs> oh, what are you going on about? I'm trying to make Laurie yeah, feel better. I know. I don't think Laurie really cares. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Good. Good. Mm. Right, shall we have a bit of this just to annoy Laurie? What the L is happening? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> um, now, last week James was a little bit of a of a of a of a of a cunning, 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 cunning man, and he said. That scene, you, you remember it was some um, Kirsty and Tom, and she said, "Oh you keep yeah, going on about sausages, sausages." Tom. Um, this that scene happened while Tom was engaged to Brenda. <gasps> oh my god! 
gosh. So Brenda no. was having a hard time working at Amside with Lillian and Matt leaving her with most of the work to do. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember her being Matt's um, number two. Yeah. Tom wasn't very sympathetic, only going on about his sausages and ready meals. Then on a night out at Jack's where Kirsty was working, Tom couldn't understand why Brenda was annoyed at him. But Kirsty told him what's what. Soon after this, <gasps> Brenda breaks it off with Tom and Tom and Kirsty get together. Do you remember Jack's? Yes, Jack's was Caff. It a, was it a cafe in Ambridge? No, it, it was in... Um, or was it in it was just in outside? Oh, was it? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. we should bring it back. Uh, right, so this is this week's. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Piece about the birds that you saw at the hide over the weekend. Oh, no, but really, I Jennifer, not now. I've just had a rather <laughs> alarming call, which I have to deal with. Oh, dear, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd better let you go. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Maybe you can help. It's about the flower and produce show. Oh, well, if I can. It I... seems we're going to be missing a judge. Oh, no, what's happened? Harold Asquith has disappeared. What? Harold Asquith from the Echo? Yes. Run off, if you please, with Colin Carpenter. What? He, he writes on cars for the Echo, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> to put it bluntly, the gardening correspondent and the motoring correspondent have eloped. Good grief. Quite. Of course, it's not exactly as it sounds. Oh, no, no, I know. Uh, Harold Asquith's a woman, isn't he? She, she. <laughs> yes. And so is Colin Carpenter. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Anyway, the details are not our concern. <clears throat> uh, no. Though I'd love to know. Our concern <laughs> is to find someone to be our vegetable judge. Have you any ideas? <laughs> what a good find. <laughs> I love the extended Linda sniff in that as well. <laughs> Linda sounded more Linda than Linda's ever been. Yeah, scene, yeah it was peak she? Linda, I wonder if she, definitely. She sounded much more clipped and um, yeah. maybe she's, she's yeah, she, she's that was like peak Linda. <laughs> I think I remember that actually. Because didn't uh, didn't Jennifer think that um, Linda was going to ask her to be a judge, and then Jennifer she didn't know anything about vegetables. Oh, I don't know. I've got this feeling that Jennifer sort of went away thinking Linda had asked her to be the judge, and then was offended when she realised that she wasn't. I don't. Mm. Or maybe that was a well, similar storyline. Well, yes, they're all similar storylines. <laughs> so that's a, that sounds highly likely, to be fair. <laughs> Um, or was it uh, one of those that oh, were going to rape in a celebrity? Oh, God. Could have been, insert any number of the celebrities. I think, wasn't it? Didn't, because I just remember Bert and Joe frantically trying to bribe whoever it was. Be, being oh, the judge. Very, was it somebody like Neil or something? And they were, they were really trying to um, kind of curry favour with them. Oh, I mean, again, that rings a bell, Lucy. But then, but... but then it's such, if we were trying to write, a, you know, the Idiot's Guide to Writing for the Archers, that's exactly the sort of storyline you'd put in, isn't it? So it's very difficult to tell. You should actually write the Idiot's Guide to Writing for the Archers. <laughs> yes, that would make me very, very popular with all the people that actually do write the Archers. No, I mean, it would be in a very tongue-in-cheek way, tongue Lucy. Oh. It would be all about the flower and produce of mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, that was a brilliant scene. I don't really care what was happening. It was just so funny. <laughs> if you could frame that and put it on your yeah. sound wall, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Harry um, Gwith and Colin Carpenter. Yes. <laughs> so she is also a woman. And then what? Jennifer going, A woman Ooh. doing a motorist's column? <laughs> oh, talking of motorists. Oh, yeah. We are now crossing over 
to a classroom in Borchester where there is a speed awareness course going on. Welcome to Speed Awareness Borchester, everybody. Sorry I'm late. Traffic was a nightmare. Everybody here, have you all signed in? Pass a clipboard along to anyone that hasn't. That gentleman there hasn't, I don't think. I don't do autograph. You'll do this one, sunshine. Oh, that is very the bill. All right, Gov. No need for the bracelet. I'll come quietly, which will be a first. Settle down. Now, why are we all here? Because we got nicked by Linda Snell waving a hairdryer and an oven timer. Well, to a certain extent, yes. Can you take your feet off the desk, please, madam? Thank you. But more importantly, what were you all doing? Speeding, that's what. Breaking the laws of this country. And you've all agreed to do this speed awareness course because you wish to learn more about how to manage your speed in future, correct? No, I'm doing it because if I get one more point on my licence, I'm trekking back from the cash and carry with 300 cans of Alka-Pops in a rucksack. And I am here because the eel of my cowboy boot got caught on rubber mat in my woohoo, and I went through penny acid at 140 mile an hour. We've all got reasons for speeding, excuses, but the law is the law. However, as we know, the traffic laws of Borchester are slightly different to those of the rest of the country. Who could tell me how? Well, the geography changes constantly for a start, which means sat-navs don't work, as houses keep drifting about. It's very hard to keep track. Very good. And how do we address that? By driving very fast to try and overtake whichever house it is we're trying to get to. No, this is very disappointing. We drive at the speed limit, which allows us to anticipate where the house is going to stop. Swat. Anything else? Well, I am never able to drive through Ambridge at any time without finding my woohoo windscreen full of the bum of an animal just stroll along eating edge. Normally a cattle. And why is that? It's done for plotical reasons, so that someone has to help someone else get their animals off the road, thus owing them a favour. Very good. Put your hand down now, Joy. Now, let's go for the quickfire round. Here's an actual picture of Ambridge, a still from CCTV. Now, what hazards can you identify in this picture? A Costa Rican racecourse owner lying in the road with a suitcase full of money. A woman trotting down the middle of a road clacking coconuts together. A post box on fire. Woman lurking outside the shop with a brick. Llama! No, that's Emma in her big coat, I think. But it could be Fallon. I still think it's Costanza. No, it's definitely... No, look, it is Emma. I hadn't seen the Uggs. Oh, look, that's me, watering the hanging baskets in my boob tube. Well, let's have a look at... Uh, oh, oh, yes, so it is. So uh, now you've identified all the many hazards in just one snapshot of Ambridge, can you see why you need to modify your speed? Oh, yes, definitely. I've learned a lot. At what speed were you actually going when you were snapped by Mrs Snell, just out of interest? 16 miles an hour. I wasn't speeding. I never do. I just wanted to come to this as it sounded fun. And it's been lovely. Christ. Right, well, if we're done here, I'm off. It's gone on so long, I'm going to have to drive like a bat out of hell to get back to the bull before Kenton starts inventing cocktails again. 
Let's hope Linda's lost her bloody hairdryer. You'd forgotten that one, hadn't you? Yes. Excellent. Yes. We're very far ahead with our we sketches. We are. Uh, and that's it, I think. Yes. Unless you have anything we... else you'd like to say, possibly or, in the script, uh, Miss Carmichael. Oh, well, um, uh, oh, I have to find the script. But that okay. is all the um, minutes taken, all the business of Ambridge. Yes, any other business. Any other business? Mm. Um, well, the other business is just to say thanks for listening, Lucy. That's um, right. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. To me, I wasn't to listening me. to be honest a lot of the time. <laughs> but listening to the Archers this week so that we could converse about it. Yes. Oh, that's. And great. if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like. <laughs> Well, within reason. I mean, no, don't go and yeah. review us on the Screwfix no. website because... Oh, God. Yeah. Or do. Or because do. there might yes. be an audience there that we there haven't might. targeted mm. that do listen to the Archers while they're doing their um, DIY screwing. stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah, while they're screwing. <laughs> I mean, if they want to come and listen to some swinging, you had to listen to that secret bit if you didn't. But just, yes. Anyway. Um, but uh, maybe that's not a bad idea, actually. Just to sort of spread the word. Because the only places we do spread the word are on Instagram. Mm. Thanks for following me at Shambridges. I'm going to put more reels up, by the way. Because mm. um, I've got good engagement, Lucy, this week from doing oh. that. Yes. Yes. Oh, 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 yes. It's all about the engagement. Um, um, uh, but yeah, if you think of any other places apart from maybe like a Waitrose website mm -hmm. or something, a forum for I think, I think probably John Lewis. Yes, yes. Waitrose. Um, Oliver Bonus. Is that sort of, no, maybe that's a bit. It's a bit um, snotty. John Lewis of Hungerford, that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, Bister Retail Defra. Village. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of website that has reviews on it. Any of them. Us? Just <laughs> any of them. Thank you. You yes. will get a prize. Yes, you will. Uh, please make sure the review is five stars only. Yeah. Otherwise, we do not want your business. Thank you very much. Don't mention the levels. Thank you. We're trying our best. God, it's a blimmin minefield the engineer's coming yes we're booking him in yes um he's gonna have a little play with us and um <laughs> okay <laughs> warn me about that and if you're a patreon lucy well mm. then we we hug you yes. we bow to you yes we 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 warm your hands we, for you yes we smother you with kisses whether you want them or not <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh so and thank you so much for writing in as well because obviously yes. that is very important to the show yes it is thank you so much to james for doing his thang and, and to matt for doing his thang and for yes uh in fact we're going to go to matt now oh sorry oh sorry i really ruined your link then it's fine uh because we do it uh, he's done a um a d d d benny do you know benny goodman is that the same as benny hill no. Oh God, no. Um, you're, it's a it's a famous uh, sort of big band song called Sing Sing. Oh, I love he's big done band. A Sing Sing version of the Archers. Great. And it's I love very big band. Good. And me and the dog had a little dance to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bye bye everybody. Thank you very very much. 
and um, we will uh, see Thank you, you for listening. next week. When I think we've got a competition next week. Oh, yeah, great. Can't wait oh, yeah. for those again, Lucy. Okay. Hey. Okay, right. thanks, Lucy. Have a great week. And you. Bye. Bye.